Welcome to the LB Performance Podcast with me, your host, Lawrence Bourne. Consider supporting us by rating, reviewing and subscribing to wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify and iTunes, as well as sharing the episodes through your social media. You can get in touch with us using our Instagram handle, which is performance underscore LB, or you can use our email address, which is coach at lbperformance.ie. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode two of the LB Performance Podcast. I hope everyone's keeping well this week. As of last week, restrictions have been lifted in Ireland in regards to distance that you can travel within your own county. So I really hope this is making more of a positive impact on our mental and physical health and well-being, which will be one of the topics that we're actually going to be discussing in today's chat, in which I speak to the owner and founder of Arctic Stone hand-rolled ice cream, Kaylon Cullen. We discuss his mindset during the current pandemic, as well as how he started up his award-winning world record-holding business, what his motivation behind the business is, and how he has maintained this motivation throughout his time in Arctic Stone. We answer some brilliant questions at the end from the listeners, one of which we try to get a question during a live recording, so make sure you stick around for that. We join the point of the conversation where I've just asked Kalen how he's getting on during the current climate and what he's doing to keep himself busy. If you guys are looking to get in touch at all, you can contact me using the Instagram and email address that was mentioned at the very start of the episode. I've recently set up a Twitter and TikTok channel as well, so if you guys would like to get in touch with me there, you can find those contact details through my Instagram page with the link in the bio. Without further ado, here's the man himself. Enjoy the conversation and I'll chat to you guys as always on the other side. Because I'm self-employed and quite lucky I can get out and about, you know, I can meet suppliers or I'm dealing with staff, you know what I mean? Or I'm going somewhere, you know, I'm not stuck inside. Today was probably the most I've spent inside probably all year you know what I mean I and I left the house for a bit to uh, go print something off like I haven't really done much today but have, I'm going to Offaly tomorrow to meet some farmers and suppliers tomorrow which is cool you know I get to play with the cows and stuff you know so <laughs> grand scheme of things like I can't really complain you know what I mean like it's it's, it's not too bad like of a situation getting out and about and making ice cream and you know and just qualified today as a PT as well so oh congrats you got the results in got the results and they're very happy with the case study i wasn't quite sure what i was doing with the case study to be honest like i yeah. wasn't 100 percent, but they were very impressed with it so i was like oh sound but what got you into that like i've been going to the gym since i was like 15 i've always wanted to be a pt like not necessarily to make a big career or anything out of it just to just to do it to learn more about the body and kind of just because I'm always asked for like programs and stuff like that. And I've done loads of programs for people. So I was like, oh, I might as well learn a bit whilst I can. And then I set up the business as well. So then I just, it just kind of got sidetracked. And then I was like, you know what, f- it. I'll give it a bash and see what the story is. Can I do an online course in personal training? A couple of hours here and there. Because I just finished a digital marketing course in December, like their Google certificate. So I was like, you know what, let's just chip away i've never been one to study like i have a degree and everything but i've never been a big studier like you know i skated by college to say the least you know so like (laughs) i was like you know i'll put the head down this is the time where you're gonna spend the most time by yourself usually like i'm at festivals not partying but selling ice cream and stuff you know so i was like you know what 
I have a lot more free time because all these festivals, markets, all these stuff. You've been to all the markets and stuff, haven't you? Like Dunleary and stuff, haven't you? Oh yeah, sure. I saw you there. Yeah, I remember there was actually yeah. there, there was a time that I, I went over with the, the wife and her family now. And I remember I was in the line and there was that girl who was working with you on the day and I gave her my name on the cup. And then you were there, you had your head down. You were so focused on just getting the <laughs> orders out. And uh, I was looking at you the whole time. I was like, when is he going to look up and, you know, get the eye contact going? And then <laughs> and then I remember at one stage you read the cup. You're like, Lawrence, I know a Lawrence. Lawrence, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's only one Lawrence that I know that gets ice cream. Like, there's not many Lawrences out there. So, yeah, no. I remember that well actually but like people come up the whole time where like I know them but I don't really know them you know what I mean and then like they look at me and I'm really bad at recognizing faces and I'm like ah you know what I mean and it happens the whole time so that's why I kind of keep the head down if I'm really busy I know what you mean uh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same but with names I'm terrible at names like I'd actually I'd be able to remember your face like that I could probably look at you and say I've, I've met you somewhere before who the yeah. hell are you? <laughs> where did I where did I see you before? Many an awkward conversation. Oh, like. do you know what? It's a small talk. You know you're getting older when the small talk becomes more of an irritation than anything else. Like I cannot stand small talk anymore. COVID has kind of stopped that because you're kind of like, oh, how's COVID and all that? You working from home? All this kind of stuff. You know, I was like, oh, great. absolutely I mean, brilliant. I have a few yeah. little questions I can I can kind of guess. Oh, yeah, you work with him, don't you? You know, because they just said, oh, work from home or whatever. So I, uh, I've i applied for Harvard as well. So I'm going starting Harvard next week, which is going to be fun. Like Harvard? Like university? Yeah, our online diploma from Harvard. So No uh, way. In what? I, a goal of mine was always to apply for Harvard because I used to live in the States. I used to live in, the, I used to go to college in the States. I was always like, oh, do you think I could apply for a football scholar, a soccer scholarship to Harvard? But then I just never really followed through. I was like, you know what? They're doing these online diplomas. I might as well give it a bash, throw my hat into the ring. I've applied like four times. It always gets rejected. And I applied and they accepted it. And uh, now it's expensive enough, but it's it's in sustainable business strategies. So I'm very much into that these days, but we can talk about that in the podcast about sustainability and working with farmers and creating better businesses. So we'll be doing case studies on Unilever, Walmart, an intense diploma for six seven weeks or something and it starts next week so i was like you know what now's the time to make the most of because when everything opens up again if ever no one's gonna have any free time oh let's go for drinks drinks and i'm not really a drinker i i think i've drank once in 2021 like i've had one drink so like i don't really drink um but i just know i could be potentially dragged out and then the festivals will kick off and then the private events i've already gotten four or five private events in two days because people think they're reopening. That's just going to all kick off now soon enough. So, you know what? Make the most of a bad situation. And that's kind of the way I look at a lot of things. You know what I mean? Kind of touching on what we what we spoke about on the phone yesterday it was, you know, time being like the biggest, uh, the biggest commodity anyone can really own. And that was really highlighted as a result of COVID. I mean, oh, for all the talk about money and people losing jobs and, you know, God forbid that's happening to a lot more people now. But time is really of the essence, especially with, with, with in, a certain, in a certain situation that we're in. I mean, if you can't make the most of the time that we have now to better yourself, I, I think you said it yesterday as well, to, to say that you can come out of a serious world event in a better position is would be massive for you. I think it'll be good for everybody. Is like some people I know that are very dejected, they're working, and but they're also doing a master's or whatever. And they're just like, this is never going to end like yourself you're doing your masters and you're working 
and like some people who are stuck nine to five and then they're studying and it's tough when you're in the trees it's kind of hard to see the woods you get what i mean like once we're out of it you're gonna be like came out of it with a master's i started a podcast i still had i still kept my job and that's something everyone sh- like people should be proud of when they leave for me anyway like if you're there sitting around watching tv netflix if you completed everything on netflix during a pandemic you've wasted it wasted it you know what i mean i cancelled my netflix i might have a bit of always sunny in the background whilst i'm eating dinner or something <laughs> <laughs> i've only started watching that series as well oh man oh it's the best it is the best show on tv i've seen every episode i say six times but i always have it on in the background whilst i'm doing paperwork so it's all about balance if i get like if you're there caught in a tv show or a program that you really like it's not good but you're just watching it mm. Just put it down and read a book. Like, and that's this is the best time to find out who you are. And I like the last four months, mainly a year, have changed my mindset and completely changed my vision for where I want to go. Figured out my mission statement about two months ago, my life mission statement about two months ago. And what is that? Leave the world in a better place than when you came into it. Don't focus on money because I know it's cliche and I say a lot of cliche. But uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's it's kind of the if you're chasing money, you're never gonna catch it. And I've found a lot more joy, let's say, in moments, climbing mountains, going for hikes, spending it with people, doing things that you enjoy, that you love to do. Because nothing like money can give you security, I suppose, but doesn't give you a moment. You know, it gives you a bit of happiness in that time, but it doesn't give you lasting moments. You get what I mean? So it helps, but it's not. For me, it's just not the goal. I want to make a good impact. And the business that I start, you'll see on Thursday, I'm starting a new business. I'm not going to talk about it in the podcast. And that's why, like with Arctic Stone as well, like the mission statement going forward is to be a better business. To, oh, like that's why I'm going to Offaly tomorrow because I'm meeting an organic and free range farmer because I want to swap over to that. Less carbon emissions, less carbon footprint, better for farmers, better for the environment, everything like that. So this year has just taught me a lot about time and what it really means. You know, it, it escapes so fast and you just don't want that to happen, you know, so. What would be the business, if you had to transfer across businesses between, or not transfer, but if you had to take the template of Arctic Stone and apply that into personal training, what would be a kind of a basic business setup or template, if you will, to start up a business? What would you do? So swap, like bring over like an ice cream business into a personal training getting fit business. Well, not necessarily so, that, but like I get, take I get what you, mean. <laughs> you fatten them up and then you slim them down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what a lot of my mates say. But um, that's what Duncan Ballantyne uh, did as well. He started with an ice cream company and then he sold that and set up gyms back in the 80s. But um, what I would transfer is... Stick to your mission statement. Like I have five pillars for Arctic Stone, um, which is taste, quality, innovation, customer service, and having a good social impact, whether it's an environmental impact, it's working with like hospitals and schools. I do the same thing with personal training by wrapping it around core principles of giving it your best go. Don't phone it in. Don't cut corners and just do it because you enjoy it as opposed to doing it for an like a monetary gain or like i want to see my best my favorite thing is to see someone going after something they want and getting it and even if they get it wrong they've still given it a go and they can pat themselves on the back and the same with personal training or anyone like that comes to me for business advice i'm just like just do it figure it out and you'll get there and if you don't learn from it and it's the same with personal training that i'd 
I want to see if they have a goal to lose five kilos and I can help them or if they're running a marathon or something like that. And if I can get them to that fitness level, that's amazing for me to be able to see that. You know what I mean? Wrap anything you start with a purpose or a goal. But if money is your thing, let it be your thing. That's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. But if you want, if your purpose is to see results in people as improvements in their life and give them better mentality and give them better mental well-being, that's your purpose. And that's what I drive towards with the personal training. With Arctic Stone, one of my fa- one of my favorite memories is a family coming down, two kids, mother and uh, husband. They were, they were kind of fighting. The girl was not in a good mood. And then they sit on the benches after they get the ice cream, a bit of rigmarole between them all, like kind of arguing and stuff. And then they sit on the benches and then they were laughing and enjoying. They were sitting in the sun and it kind of brought a tear to my eye. So I was like, that's what I wanted to do. You create those moments for people that they're going to remember for the rest of their life or even just give them a bit of happiness in that moment. You know what I mean? So and that's what Arctic Stone was all about, or it still is, is to give people moments of to forget that there is a pandemic going on, that life can be unfair sometimes, but it can give people moments of joy and moments of happiness. They can smile like we have people coming on first dates to be part of a first date is cool. People come down every Friday night now, religiously, boyfriend and girlfriend, families, whatever it is. And that's part of their day, which is the best part of it, you know, that you've impacted someone's life in that regard. That's a brilliant outlook as far as the business is concerned. And I know even myself, I would have definitely been guilty of being one of those people that would have chased a business for the sake of money. And yeah. in the last number of years, and it's oddly enough, I think it's actually linked from having my own daughter who's nearly six now. She showed me that it's more, there's more to life than just money. And even COVID as well, along with that, obviously they're not, you know, linked in any particular way. But like, <laughs> um, there, it's just, it's, it gives you that foresight and it gives you that, um, it develops your own opinion that it's not just about the money. It's completely about helping people if that's what you want to do, or if you have your own realistic goal to go achieve that goal. And if it's the case that, you know, the monetization comes with that, then fantastic. But you know, it's not necessarily the priority. But that's it. Like that's why I studied social work in college. So I have my degree in social work because when I was at the guidance counselor back when I was fifth or sixth year, filling out the CAO going into college, she was like, you just want to help people to get them through their tough moments. And that's why you're going into social work. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So then I finished the degree there. And then when I lived in the States, I did occupational therapy there again, sports injuries and getting them to recover. You know what I mean? And then I came back to Ireland and finished social work. But like, I've always wanted to do that and help people. And then I joined the civil defense. I was a volunteer in the civil defense for a couple of months, you know, and then I wanted to be a fireman because I wanted to help people that were struggling or in moments and that's what for me anyway that's why i wanted to set up the business was there was never any like forecasting numbers and stuff like that go straight over my head finances straight over my head net profit gross profit they could be the same thing for all i know sometimes you know what i mean it's about impacting people and that's going forward that's still going to be everything that i want to do is everything that i learn everything that i read will have an impact on people so then let me ask you the next question why ice cream why ice <laughs> everyone asks me that for the first every time someone meets me for the first time they're always like why ice cream in ireland it's always lash and rain it's cold because growing up ice cream for me anyway was always a nostalgic thing and like if i was having a bad day or on football teams if 
people weren't nice to me or whatever, you know, I'd always come home and eat ice cream and it always make me feel better. And I just want that for people as well. You know, if you're having a bad day, ice cream now, it's not the cure, but it helps in those moments, you know, and it can make you smile. It can make a bit of an impact on you. And like, I, I see what Ben and Jerry's can do. They've kind of made and haggen and moments and people celebrate with ice cream. They, uh, they kind of mourn with ice cream but because it makes them feel better as well do you get what i mean mm. so like if someone's going through a breakup or if someone's celebrating a birthday ice cream was it is always around because people just enjoy it and then our irish people were the third highest consumers of ice cream in europe per capita and seventh in the world so i was like okay something that's nostalgic put my own spin on it and just go rock it with the best that i can do and see what i can do and try and impact people from there Solid. And what was your experience with ice cream and how did you manage to, I suppose, bring that across the Arctic Stone? Where did you start from with that? Yeah, so I started working when I came back from the States when I was 19 and um, I started working in a market stall. So I was uh, in People's Park and um, working at one of the market stalls there. And I was like their first or second employee and then I ended up becoming the manager there. So I got really into food then. I've always been in food and always cooking and stuff, but since I was like six, 15, 16, I've been in the restaurant industry, bartending or waitering or something. So I've always been obsessed with food. And then People's Park got me into the street food idea. And then I started learning the systems. I was talking to vendors. And again, food can bring out the best in people. You know, people flock to People's Park or food markets because it's a communal event. It's like in Spain and you see all these big tables and families eating around tables and like in Mexico and all these, like food has this communal effect. And it's the same with street food. Everyone always talks about the street food scene in like London and in America and stuff. And where Ireland's only catching up now, but it's still, you see all the farmers markets, all the people are there and they're like 50 and 60 because they don't do it for money. They do it for the love of being in the farmers markets, talking to customers, creating that vibe. So going back to it, got into food through there. And, you know, I just loved what food can do. You can be in the worst mood possible, have the worst day ever, and someone can bring you an absolutely banging meal and your day is completely changed. It's remarkable what food can do um, in lifting moods, in creating connections and bonds through there. I think as Julia Child says, the people who love food are the best type of people. That's, that's the way I saw it. Going into ice cream, um, that's when I came across the idea in the street food markets in Bangkok and Chiang Mai. I learned how to make, so I saw it, thought it was really cool, um, but I didn't think it tasted very nice. So I asked them, I was like, can I learn to make ice cream with you guys? And I'm 6'4", in the middle of Bangkok <laughs> with a lot of uh, like small Thai guys making ice cream. It was a very weird situation, you know? Um, but I was like, you know what? Let's learn how to do it. So I stayed and studied them and watched them and in the street food markets and then just picked it up from there. And then couldn't, I was in Asia, Southeast Asia for a good six, seven weeks. And I came across a business idea in my first, in the first 48 hours of landing. And then for the rest of the trip, I could not stop thinking about it, writing out ideas, recipes, blends, Googling like ice cream in Ireland, market case studies, all this kind of stuff. And then I just started snowballing every day, just tipping away and then came home, started creating these blends blending stuff up, talking with chefs, working with chefs, designing, developing recipes. And then it just came from there, man. Um, I've always loved ice cream. Going back to it, always loved ice cream. Um, and I think it, uh, yeah, no, it just really resonates with people as well. So it's a fun industry. It's tough. It's interesting. You know, it is, uh, it's quite competitive, you know, so because there's only so much 
sunshine in Ireland, you know, so you have to have a really good product to make it work, you know? Yeah, that, that that's the one thing actually that I have to say is very impressive about your place over in Black Rock is that even during the winter months in normal year, now I would have been a, a customer of yours going back to, I'd say, probably with the first time I probably would have heard of you, heard of you or probably would have, would have been about 2015, 2016. And that was just completely out of my own ignorance. And it's actually due to a friend of mine who I'm actually going to see if I can get her a question out of her at the end of the episode through surprising means. And you'll find out later. And also my now wife, Sarah. And they were the ones that kind of tell me about you going back a number of years ago. The point basically is that even myself, my wife and my kid had actually shown up to your place in Black Rock during the winter months. You still had a pretty solid line of people waiting outside and like, you know, January, February time, or even before that, and like November, and like typically yeah. that you don't go near an ice cream shop then. Of course. So I have to like that 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 stands to you as far as the quality of your ice cream is concerned. So, well, that's the thing, like because the window is so short, because people are like, oh, you're gonna sell ice cream. Like I remember, it was a family member be like, are you mental? Why would you set up an ice cream company in Ireland? I was like, it's always cold, and I was like, look, trust me, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna make the most of it, and I was like, okay, well. Anyone can sell ice cream during summer. Anyone. The hard thing is to sell ice cream during the winter. So you have to make that product go all year round. You know what I mean? By backing it up with quality taste and then a good customer service behind it as well. As I said, during summer, like you could sell ice cream to anyone, but it's during the winter is the hardest part. Um, And it does, the sales do go down, obviously, but people still come. It's snowing, it's raining, and people still come to the shop or to the stall or wherever we are because we want to back up what we do with not just a gimmick but with quality and taste you know and then again customer service as well and being and being saved as well so that's one of the main things i think the the pillars of which you spoke about earlier on you definitely stand to more than many other business owners that i actually know and i'm not saying that because you're here <laughs> it's mainly because <laughs> it's it's I, i'm being genuinely sincere when i say that there's very there's very few business owners that i know of that are as passionate and as happy to do what they're doing as much as you are. And I think that's the big difference between people is that they, if they love what they're doing, it doesn't feel like a job. Whenever I show up at your place, smile on your face, you're willing to have a conversation, <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm sure there's days where you're probably freezing in black rock. Like I'll get out of the car for more than two seconds when I get there. And I'm like, God, working in an ice cream place at this hour of the night, <laughs> you're wearing about 50 million layers now at this stage as well. So like, you know, a co- complete and utter respect for you doing that. So, and that's absolutely, it's an ap- it's absolutely fantastic ice cream. And I'll tell you, and I'll be perfectly honest, the fact that my little one can probably eat an entire tub of what you offer goes to show how nice it is. <laughs> I know kids who wouldn't be able to finish that whole tub of ice cream purely because it might be too much for them. My little one is like that. She couldn't finish it if yeah. it's too much. She will clear your tubs, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's that's kind of what I wanted to do as well. Like give people that kind of quality and taste. It doesn't give them that, that feeling as well. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be overly heavy and in, like too indulgent. I want it to just be really good quality quite light and just for people to enjoy the whole taste experience you know what i mean and and like i get that stuff like those reviews a good bit that people are like oh my son hates ice cream but he loves coming to your place because your ice cream is different because our ice cream is because i designed it differently and like i worked with different chefs to make that happen because i know food quite well and i wanted to give that back to people because i didn't just want to sell anything that makes them feel ill you know what i mean what was your how long did it take you to get to the recipes that you're at now uh after you came back 
Okay, so I came back in September, late August 2015. I was happy with the recipe by end of February 2016. So it took me a good five, six months to get the balance right um, and the supply right. Um, now, I'm still tweaking things here and there. I'm never, I'm never happy because one of the things is innovation. So we can always innovate. We can always be better. We can always give a better product to our customer. You know, and that's... And that's my one of my principles and going forward. That's my promise to customers that we will always try our best to give the best quality that we can. You know what I mean? So and I think all food businesses should have that, you know, because, um, yeah, so it took a good six months. And then developing vegan recipes took about a year to get right as well and dairy-free stuff and just getting the balance and the blends right took a good bit. But it was well worth it, well mm. worth it because the time and patience and, Hemming and hawing and throwing stuff around and making a mess of the kitchen and everything, you know. But we're I'm happy with it, but I can we can always improve it. You know what I mean? We can always do better. Absolutely. And I think that's the that's the big thing is that if you can keep whatever you deem a success in the business, if you can just keep building on that success, whatever way, whatever mannerism you want to do that in, whether that's pumping money back into the business from what you get or yeah. making that product or making that service a bit better. And if you just keep building in small, small, small steps, then Ultimately, that leads to a very large step, and I think that will be, it'll be one fantastic for bringing on new customers. But then, two, you keep maintaining and retaining the customers that you're actually getting yeah. at the moment. It's that compound interest, isn't it? It's that one percent better every day, one percent better customer service, one percent better of innovation, one percent doing a taste test of a trial of a flavor, and if it doesn't work, tweak it, bring it back. Let's see what we can do. Get feedback. Like I ask customers for feedback as much as possible. If they can give me any negative, constructive criticism, negative, it all helps of going forward being better. You can't take negative or constructive criticism too personally. You know what I mean? You have to use it as fuel to be better. And that's that's what I learned from sport as well. You'd be told you're the worst player at the pitch. It's like, well, I'm going to use that and be better. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be the worst. I'm going to be the second worst player at the pitch. You know, <laughs> and then just build, build and build from there. You know what I mean? I think that's a good mindset for anyone to be in. Never mind just business alone, but for any of the listeners as well, that this is coming from my own experience as well of having taken criticism on very, very personally and then feeling like it was nearly a personal attack for you to actually take the criticism on, know that it's not personal and ultimately just to help develop yourself in a couple of years time, if you keep doing that, provided you're not doing too much wrong, then, you know, yeah. you're only learning more about yourself and your business, your business is developing, your mindset's developing. So I think you're in a really, really healthy place there with where you are. Um, I wanted to ask you then, so what you kind of addressed was more of like a business development plan. Now, to be honest, there's plenty of podcasts out there and people can go look for them as far as kind of business startup and maintenance is concerned. Mm. I want to try and uh, compact it down a little bit. If you had to give a couple of steps as far as business startup, and business maintenance is concerned, what would they be? I, I get that a bit, you know, but when it comes to developing business models and stuff like that, I'm not a consultant. You know, consultants will give you the steps you need to run a business. You know what I mean? But what where I would come from is don't do something unless you don't like don't do something unless you enjoy it, because when things are going to get tough, and they will, and they'll blow up, and everything will go all over the place. Staff won't show up. You'll give up if you don't enjoy it. Pick something that you are passionate about, that you enjoy, and that you think you're you can go, you can do well with, because it's a passion. You know, whatever it is, if it's 
creating pots or selling cupcakes, whatever it is, go with that, go with the flow. I'd rather, I, I say this the whole time, but I'd rather a friend of mine selling 10 cupcakes that they're incredibly passionate about than 10,000 sausage rolls or something like that, that they hate it, you know, because that will inevitably lead to you always wanting to get better. You will stay up late. You will stay up till three, four, five. You'll stay up all night if you have to, to make something you love work. And if you don't love it or you don't enjoy it and it doesn't give you energy and you can't get a vibe off for the day, you'll just give up and start something else. You know what I mean? Sometimes your passion doesn't work out, but you're going to learn so much more from following something that you're passionate about than something that you've hated that you resent. So you might as well go after a passion, enjoy it, and then just always improve. Listen to the customer's feedback. As I said, like if I had to give any tip would be go after a passion Forget about societal norms, about what people think you should do. Your vision of success can't be viewed through someone else's eyes. Have your own vision of success, whatever it is. Whatever it is, don't care. It doesn't have to be uh, like living high life in Monaco on a 20-foot yacht. Actually, I don't think that's particularly too big, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't have to be that, but it's your vision of success. You know, if it's having a Saturday where you can enjoy and go for a hike or something like that, the freedom to do that, that's your success. Rock and roll, absolutely do that. Go after what your vision of success is, what you are passionate about, what you enjoy. Um, and if you don't enjoy it and it doesn't spark energy and life into you, then focus on something that is. Or put it, start doing something on the side that does spark a bit of creativity like dancing or art or photography or anything. And then over time, as we talked about that compound interest and you're chipping away at it, chipping away at it, you're going to be better and better and better. And then you can eventually monetize it and be really good at it. That would be my number one advice for anyone doing anything ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything, if it if you can feel it inside, you're going to make it good. And that that's that's the way I always go about things from sport to business to just general life. And especially right now, this year has taught me that love what you do because times a pandemic or a civil war or something could happen but getting through the toughest and most unfair moments like is helped by doing something that you love and that you're passionate about because it distracts you from how unfair life could be sometimes that would be the number one thing and then secondly i would advise people like if they are doing something learn from it learn as much as you physically can as i said customer feedback is vital because you're not buying like I'm not buying my own product. You're always coming up with something and kind of improving what you can do. And if you don't, you'll be beaten by someone else that comes into the market. And if you get beaten in the market, that's your own fault. There's no one else's fault. It's your execution that fails. Like it's, it's like your execution, not your staff's execution. You train your staff to be better. Do you get what I mean? 100%. So improve and give the customers a better service every single time. This leads me on to my next question, Kaylon, is... Yeah. After all these years of doing what you're doing now, um, you've kind of answered my question, but where does the motivation keep coming from apart from just enjoying it? Like you say, there's days when they're just tougher than others or, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to stay quite positive all the time. Mm. Where does the fire keep coming from for you? And yeah, I suppose for anyone that might be listening to this, that might feeling might be feeling a bit burnt out, a bit under, yeah. under stimulated. Where, what, what keeps you, what keeps the fire lit for you? Uh, I think it's ingrained in me because when I started, I was like sleeping on couches and stuff for three, four months. I had nowhere to sleep. I had nowhere to stay. I was staying on couches with friends. I had 
I started with 50 euro left in my account. On the first day, I'll never forget, I looked, I wanted to go get get Eddie Rockets for all the staff and stuff like that, but I couldn't because I didn't have any money left until the first day. And then I was able to use cash flow. So it's that being able to create something that you enjoy, it just brings it all back. It brings your motivation to always be better. My motivation isn't a massive mansion or yachts, as I said, or helicopters. Okay, that stuff is nice. But for me, it's to create something of somewhat of a legacy or to create something that resonates with other people because I get energy from other people. To see, as I said, that story where I see this family smiling who are shouting and roaring at each other and then they were enjoying in the sunshine and smiling and laughing. The little brother was feeding his little sister like ice cream and stuff like that. And I was like, that was a magical moment. So creating moments for people is my intrinsic motivation. Like when it came to sports, I wasn't the best technically on the pitch. I never was. But I was the hardest worker on the pitch. And I would put my head down where people wouldn't put their feet because I was willing to do that for the team. And because you're feeling part of a team and the same with you feel part of the customer as well, if you give them a good service. Intrinsically, it's just motivation to always be a better person, better like athlete or better business person. I don't even call myself a business person, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't really like the people are like, oh, you're a businessman. I was like, I'm just not. You know, I just enjoy what I do. I don't see it as work because like every win, every moment is just incredible because it's the reason why you start. The reason why you started should always be in your head because mm. you envision a better life for yourself. Because like growing up, I didn't not necessarily have a, a great life, but and then going into starting the business was a really particularly tough time for me. But, you know, tough times don't last. You got to take your hits. You got to move forward with it and be better. And that's, for me, when life hits you, it's a kind of, it's the Rocky motto from, uh, is it Rocky Four? But when life hits you, it's about not, it's not how hard you can hit, it's about how much you can take and keep moving forward. Yeah, so that's basically the way I view it. You know, so once you get hit, it stands to you more if you keep moving forward and keep enjoying it and keep pushing yourself and, innovating and thinking of ideas and that's where for me i know i went on a bit of a rant there but that's where my motivation comes from is to be better whether it's emotionally physically mentally spiritually whatever i can do to be better every day i have this at the end of every day i write why am i one percent better than when i was yes i write that every day religiously for the last six years hmm. it, it and it helps because you realize your day because you know when days fly by you're like Jeez, what did I do yesterday? It's like, oh yeah, I did this. I read 10 pages of my book or I helped someone. You know what I mean? And it just brings it back to you. It's like, those are the lessons you learn in a day because you've got to constantly be learning. I've um, been doing that a lot more as well recently over the last few months, especially. I've, 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 I've had a uh, gratitude list and uh, exactly yeah. like that before bed, what I tend to do is I plan out the next day. So I know that those tasks are kind of out of my yeah. head and off my shoulders and they're, they're in the book and I can calm my mind. But then the yeah. gratitude list comes in directly after that to end the day on a good note. So even if I've had a terrible day or a negative day yeah. for whatever reason, I can I can I can find the positives in those three points that I've put down. I'm thankful for one, two, three. I know it's not necessarily business per se, but you know we are we are on the topic of, I suppose, health and wellness as well, and you know, bettering yourself. That's that's a that's a fantastic bit of advice. And I know we spoke about it before in the podcast. In regards to taking hits, uh, Kaylon, in this day and age with 
well, with COVID. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people who have taken those hits. For you, how has COVID affected your business? Massively, really. So we lost, I'd say about 70% of our revenue was from festivals, food markets. Um, I was setting up a catering company as well, mainly through Arctic Stone, where we were going to go into the, like the likes of Googles and Facebooks and do private corporate catering. That's what we have been doing for years. And like that, like the flick of a switch, it was gone. It massively affected the business in that regard. But when that stuff comes back, when corporate catering and stuff like that, we're ready for when it does reopen. It made me pivot to the point where people were looking for ice cream. I remember you were getting on to me looking for ice cream and I drove out to you. I dropped it to your front door. But like, because people wanted our products because it wasn't just the show as much as the products that people really enjoyed. And that's what I originally wanted to do was get into retail and tubs and distribution and stuff like that was having a few shops. So it kicked my ass into be like, right, well, I have no alternative. I'm sitting at home. The shop is closed. I have no festivals. I have no food markets. I have no catering. What am I going to do? I was like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to just sit on my laurels and watch Netflix. I'm going to go be productive and start. I created a website where people can order. I, the first thing was a post on Instagram where just text me your order. And I was driving all, like, I'd say uh, thousands of kilometers I put on the car, like driving from from Tala to Bray to Blanchardstown to Malahai, just delivering ice cream. because. Again, no one was doing anything. So I was like, you know what? I might as well do something. I wasn't making a whole lot of money or anything from it. But people were like, you made my daughter's birthday because I delivered them ice cream and I specially designed it for her daughter and stuff like that. And that is what got me up the next day to keep the motivation coming was because the reviews were flying in and people were so, because people were at their worst. Well, I don't know what really people are like now as much, but last May, June, July, people were getting very downtrodden and I wanted to boost a bit of morale. And that's why I was like, right, get in the car, fill up a freezer box, start driving, get it out and just start making people's days a bit better. And people were like asking me on Tuesdays to come and deliver ice cream to all over Dublin. Like people were asking me to go out to me that I didn't actually get necessarily get out to me, but I got as far as I could, you know, that it wouldn't melt. But... <laughs> And that's what kind of sparked the idea was, okay, the retail side of it is a go. Let's do this. Let's start putting a plan together whilst I'm closed. Let's make the most of it. Start designing like the tubs and doing packaging and Googling nutritional labels, all this kind of stuff and doing the research into creating a retail product. And then from that, snowballed into now we're in 35 stores. You oh, know? wow. 35 already? Yeah. yeah. So we launched our first actual retail tub back in the end of october we trotted it out that long a few ago already oh my yeah, goodness that yeah, yeah. Flew in. November, end of october yeah so that was yeah that was about six months ago dude and, but we had done a few trials here and there with a few takeaways and stuff and then from there we've we landed in about 35 locations and we have a good few lined up now in the next few weeks it feels for me a startup again like it's a completely different ball game it's five years of learning the ice cream industry in a startup you know what I mean? So when everything opens up again, we still have both sides of the business. So that's why I pivoted. Let's say it all goes tits up and, you know, the retail side falls away. But I've learned so much in six months from retail to supply chain, to logistics, to working with retailers and contracts and all this kind of stuff in six months than I would have ever learned. It forced me into a corner and I had to figure it out from there, you know, and thankfully it's going well. I'm happy with it at the moment and it seems to be going up as well, which is great. And you know, people are really enjoying it. So have you passed your 70% revenue loss then? Or have you, is it kind of, is it, is it nearly there? 
we're getting there. We're getting there. And it really did help because our shop now, because we stayed active during lockdown, one, kept our social media presence. We were deli- like, I went out and gave a spiel about how I was giving a free ice cream and I was delivering it all over Dublin. If you're missing someone, I will do it personally. I will deliver ice cream. Like I gave away, I'd say 80 tubs of ice cream that I made and I would deliver it. So let's say someone was missing their girlfriend. They hadn't seen in two months. I delivered them ice cream with a note saying, John misses you. Can't wait to see you again. And all this kind of stuff. And then we just kept the traction going from there because because I wanted to do that because, again, people were at their worst. So if you can give them a good moment when they're at their worst, it really does help. And it really does give them a bit of hope and a bit of faith that everything is going to be OK. And that's yeah. what I wanted to do. But, and now the shop is busier than it ever has been because we stayed relevant, because we wanted to do things a bit differently and because people weren't working. Really, the food industry had completely come to a standstill. But I wanted to keep going and kind of keep improving you know what i mean i've learned so much in six months like i've learned a master's let's say in business and supply chain in six months you know it's a lot of fun good and that's that's the main thing as well and i know we're we're probably sounding like repeating ourselves but don't let this keep you down if you can fight back and really push push against covid and try your best to better yourself as a person or better your business or better yourself at your job or even training if that's a possibility set that goal, work towards it, and you'll pay dividends if you have that passion for it. So again, much, much respect for you. Much respect for you doing you gotta that. you got to keep chipping away to get to where you want to go as well. If you're like, when it comes to fitness, let's say, and you can't hit a certain timing, you got to keep trying it. You got to keep trying because you will eventually get that max rep or you will eventually get past four minutes a kilometer. Let's say if you're going for a run. You will eventually get there. You just got to do incremental works, maybe change a part of your diet, maybe stretch better, maybe do a bit of foam rolling or something, something that will improve you. And it's the same with work. Whilst I was closed, I was reading books and learning about supply chain and how to get something on a shelf. Now, and then it just snowballed into eventually happening, you know, and I didn't have a scooby-doo what I was doing. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'd, like, I had not a notion what was going on, but I figured it out because you do those little increments again like life can be very unfair and this this year especially has taught me that life can be very unfair but you can't let it get you down you know what i mean you can either crawl into a hole and kind of feel sorry for yourself but you got to get back up you got to think about the positive sides and then work towards being better and learning from as much as you can and I think ultimately, if there's one one lesson, I, I what I strive to do in this podcast is if I can get at least one person to take away at least one message from one episode, I would have done my yeah. job right. I think that the message from this episode should be get yourself or make yourself 1% better every single day. 100%, dude, 100%. And write it down. And like I'm a big thing for gratuity as well. Um, and that helps you gain that 1% as well. You know, it's like, I'm grateful that I can walk out the door today. You know what I mean? That the sun is shining and it does really help you get into that mood, uh, a mindset of being 1% better than you were. And it's, it's far better than staying the same. You know what I mean? And just kind of stalemating because that's when people, people struggle mentally if they're not getting better, if they kind of stay in the same place. But if you're constantly trying to improve yourself in any way as a human, that that's that's the goal you know for me anyway as well so you touch on a very good point but pretty much to summarize that Kalon is give yourself a goal to work towards and yeah. ultimately if you can take those small steps as i said then you're putting yourself in a very very good position but i definitely feel like because of covid a lot of people's goals that was there before covid was taken away from them 
because of what's yeah. happened with the pandemic. So to put yourself back into a good mindset. Now, I know we're saying this a year on, so it's probably no secret formula at this stage to anyone. But for, <laughs> for those of you that are feeling quite, I suppose, down in the dumps or you're struggling to see the positivity and stuff, as Kaylon said, even walking outside their front door with the weather getting a bit better or there being a better stretch in the evenings here in Ireland, there's plenty to be thankful for. And ultimately, give yourself that goal to work towards. I think that'll really pay dividends for you. Or pick up an activity you've never, you've always wanted to. If you've always wanted to juggle, get a two tennis balls and start throwing them up in the air and eventually you'll get the three and four and that will be the goal to juggle four tennis balls. You know what I mean? It's just getting better at something you've always wanted to do. And this is the perfect time to do it. Agreed. Oddly yeah. enough, I actually did start juggling, so that works out nicely that you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> you, have a, you, have a way, you have a way with people, Kaylon, I thought I can say. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are your future plans now? Future plans with life or business? Oh, both. Okay, we'll go with business first, all right? So with business with Arctic Stone, the plan is to just keep enjoying it and just keep giving customers something a bit different giving them a different form of ice cream experience that they've never had. It's never been done in Ireland. We will keep innovating, thinking of new ideas. Retail is my main thing at the moment. I'm really, really vibing off that at the moment. It's very enjoyable. Keep improving my shops and just keep building a brand around good vibes and being sound and quality. You know what I mean? And giving back and that's kind of every business that I'll set up going forward will always have that style impact. Um, nothing I ever do from now on, that's a promise. This is a promise, will ever have a negative effect on society. Everything will always be aimed at being better. You know what I mean? Better businesses for a better tomorrow is just, I can't stress that enough, either environmentally, socially. And if every business, no matter how small, can have a good impact on one person and myself personally just focusing on the four elements of human body mental physical emotional and spiritual just kind of working at all those bits of being better going forward setting up as i said setting up businesses and helping people out as much as i can with any issues really they're having if i can help out anyone yeah just give me a shout you know if they're ever stuck for business ideas or they want to chat about anything you know and that's why i did the personal training if someone's struggling physically i don't charge people for personal training you know i just do it because i want to see i want to get people moving again i want to get them feeling good again um, and mentally helping people as well because we all need to stick together right now, especially because everyone's struggling in some way, form, shape. Some people's release was traveling and that's been taken away, you know, and that was a big thing for me was traveling. And now I haven't traveled obviously in over a year, you know, and that, it does hit you sometimes, but then you're like, okay, I can be grateful for, I have a roof over my head or I can, I've had dinner tonight. You know what I mean? And I can be better tomorrow. I can discover a new route or a new road on a run tomorrow you know which is kind of like traveling i suppose brilliant i will you say know? as well on a side note like you're you're after entering an absolute drug here when it comes to the, the, the personal training aspect of things because yeah, yeah. you think you enjoy helping people now wait until yeah. you see the amount of work that you and your client put in to working together to get them to reach their goals like you I, yeah. I, and with all due respect to arctic stone you can give someone <laughs> that little high on the ice cream and you can recreate yeah. that moment and that's brilliant when you see someone's long-term happiness based on them reaching a goal it's a next level 
in my own opinion, in my own experience as well. So I know for someone like you, you will thrive on that. So I will say for anyone that wants to work with Kalon, I'm sure, as he said, he's there, he's available. Get in touch with him if you have any questions. He's a man who wants to help. He's a man on a mission, so you might as well keep him busy. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say busy at all at the moment, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm happy to help, you know, if anyone wants to go for a run or anything and they're like how do i even start running i will run with you and show you the basics you know what i mean and yeah just get people in a better space right now that's all and that's kind of what i've realized in the last few months is can you do your best to help people as much as possible to go uh, before we go into the listeners questions Kaylan, but to finish up yeah. the episode i want i uh, just wanted to see how people could get in touch with you if they have any questions whatsoever or even if they just want to get in touch with you about arctic stone yeah so they can message the arctic stone page um, so i have facebook instagram twitter tiktok if that's your thing. I don't know. I don't really use that. Or you can add me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a very good platform that I like. It's good for learning. So if you want to add me on LinkedIn, message me if you have any questions or queries and anything, really. I'm always up for a chat. I love talking, love chatting to people. So, you know, just drop me a message and we can chat from there. You know? So to go into the listeners' questions here, Kaylon. So uh, for all the listeners who uh, who are tuning in this week, and thank you for coming this far. If you have the first two questions I have is from my wife Sarah, and who you've met before okay. a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> this is actually a good one. What's your favorite dessert combo from your own business? From my own. Oh, is that from Sarah? That's from Sarah. Yes. Oh, that's tough, man. <laughs> oh, hmm. Okay. Okay. If I was on death row. Mm-hmm. let's say I will go for a salted caramel affogato. So I'm obsessed with coffee and I... Really? Oh, you're after meeting your match here. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, we, we should go for a coffee and a run sometime. But 100%. Like, oh, man, like I... I like study the stuff. I love it. One of my best mates is a, is a coffee roaster and literally all we talk about is coffee. It's great. It's so fascinating and I, I love to go over to a coffee farm and you know, once everything travel opens up and stuff, you know, but uh, salted caramel affogato, the double espresso poured over salted caramel ice cream, sweet, salty coffee. Can you beat that? You know, the, it is the dream in the sun, chilling out, salted caramel affogato. Sarah, next time you come to the shop, I have one ready for you, all right? Oh, brilliant. She'll absolutely love that. And she'll hold you to that. Uh, she will hold you to that. <laughs> I know, I know. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, the next question from Sarah is another good one, actually. So how long did it take you to make Arctic Stone profitable for yourself? Mm. So for myself, I it's always been on cash flow. Everything has been since I've started was cash flow. It took a couple of months, man, because we started off in a market stall. And like there were days where like I literally ran out of money that if I didn't turn over a certain amount, I'd be dust. Like I, I didn't have any backing. I, I still don't. It's still out of my own pocket. So everything I make is basically put back into the business, you know, and I, I've been doing it for five years. So everything that I, as I said, everything that comes in, I put back into the business and reinvest it constantly. There's been days where it's been, bank has been completely empty, but I put my own money back into it to keep it afloat. It took about, because we started so small, so small and like everything was breaking because i bought cheap at the start as well from like kettles and all this kind of stuff and then i was like you buy the expensive stuff because they don't break and then you end up you know what i mean um if you buy cheap you're gonna pay for it twice you know what i mean so i was ended up 
losing a lot of money in that regard. And we were just doing market stalls here and there, selling ice cream in the rain. So it took a while. It took over a year anyway to get to the point where it was like, okay, we're doing okay. And then once we opened the shop, I literally, in BlackRock, I invested everything back into opening that because that was a box. It was nothing. They used to sell antiques out of it. And I had to demolish the whole thing and put everything I could into that. So, and that took a while to kick off as well. So everything that, when it comes to profitability, everything takes time if you're will, if you have to like invest a lot of money into it. It's not just, especially with ice cream, you know, it's not a windfall of cash straight away. And I'm always reinvesting the money into it. I don't take, I barely take anything from it because I want to see it grow and I want to see it improve, you know? And like, I, I live, live within my means. If I, if I can't afford something, I'm not going to get it. You know what I mean? So I want to keep the business going and keep impacting people. And that's going to be the way I see it going forward. Because again, I'm not interested in flash cars or watches. I have a Fitbit. That's probably the flashiest <laughs> thing I have. But, you know, <laughs> I spoiled myself with a Fitbit. That's one of the flashiest things I have, you know? And I like, I don't want or I don't need anything like that. So everything that I get will always be re- reinvested. You get what I mean? 100%. So to go on then to the next question, this is actually a two-part question from someone who wants to remain anonymous. And um, the first part of the question is, what does your typical working week look like now? And then secondly, how do you go about maintaining a work-life balance? So day-to-day, every day is different. Like tomorrow, I'm in Offaly. I'm on the farm in Offaly and working with farmers tomorrow, kind of talking to them um, and suppliers. And then I'm up at half six. I have to go off and give tubs to a distributor tomorrow morning at half six. So it's a busy day tomorrow. Whilst today was more admin work, printing stuff off, signing it. And then on Monday, I was getting stuck. So every day is different. I just structure my day around the things that need to be done, especially when you work for yourself. You're always ticking boxes. So every day is different. And that's the fun of it. It's not, I'm not sitting at a computer all day. It's like, right, like I could be anywhere at any one time. You know, someone could text me, it's like, Kaylon, something's just blown up and I have to head down. So I try to get as much things ticked off as I physically can in a day. So like, I can never say that Tuesday is going to be the same next Tuesday. I could be in Cork. I could be anywhere. You know what I mean? I could get a call from a supplier that wants to meet me anywhere. You know what I mean? I'll do it. Well, how to find a work-life balance. And that is something that the last five, six months have shown me, especially COVID is essential. I lost the run of myself with work about three years ago where I worked myself into the ground. I was now I wouldn't have stuck with it if I didn't love it and I wasn't passionate about it. But there was times where like, what is the point? I'm killing myself here for absolutely nothing. You probably know that yourself, like, and it's tough to motivate yourself, but you remember why you started and why you want to keep going. And like, if I had stopped, I wouldn't be talking to yourself right now. You know what I mean? And been in all these stores now because at those times it is very difficult. So, and I did, I killed myself for work. My hands were killing me. I was, I was losing the passion for it a small bit. And I was like, right, I got to start doing other things outside it. So like from running and then I ran a marathon to kind of break it up and you know what I mean? So work-life balance is incredibly important, whatever you do. Make time and prioritize yourself, your mental well-being, because it can't be like I hate this stuff. Like I'm not the biggest fan of the likes of like Gary Vaynerchuk, who says grinds till 5 a.m. You know, every day is like, no, don't do that because you're going to break down. You're going to lose your passion. I don't like Elon Musk working for 22 hours, sleeping at your desk. He may be the second richest person in the world. Yeah, fair enough. But for me, it's not about that, about balance of looking after your body. Body is my main thing. 
like I eat a lot of food and I eat good food and I eat bad food, but keeping active, keeping moving, going for a run. If you're not feeling motivated to go for a run, go for a walk and just get out there and just clear your head, do some form of movement. That's how I find the balance and um, staying in touch with people, reading, writing, and then just kind of doing what resonates with you. And that's, but you have to work. You have to grind. Obviously you can't get in. No, nothing came easy. Mm. You know, you have to work hard. There's no two ways about it. And we do, but this year, especially right now has taught me spend a bit more time on yourself. Don't look at your phone for the first hour of the day. Look out the window for 10 minutes, just taking in everything, breathing, have a good routine in the morning where you're hydrated, where you're, you get into the shower and you're happy and, don't look at your phone. Can't always be emails. If the email came in, ignore it. It can it can go on till tomorrow. If an email comes in late at night, it doesn't need to be responded to straight away. You know, if it's that important, someone will call you. Again, I lost the run of myself like three years ago where I lost passion for it. But then I was like, no, I have to get the balance right. Mm-hmm. So look after your four elements of the body, doing stuff that helps you mentally, physically, and emotionally as well. You got to look after those emotions as well because... We don't talk about them enough, and especially as guys, we need to talk about them a lot more. And it is very hard to do that. But the more you work at it and the more you spend time with yourself, you work on yourself, you're able to deal with them a lot better. And that's how you find the balance. And I'm going to support that point by simply saying that you should be able to look after yourself before you look after anyone else. Exactly. Because once you're once you're in a better headspace, then you're in a better headspace to help anyone else that may require that help from you. So yeah, I agree with what you're saying. 100% agree with it all. So I have two more. Well, I have one more definite question for you and then one more potential question. Hopefully she picks up. The first one is, um, sorry, the second last one for you is, where is your product available? This is from Lee Byrne. Okay, uh, Lee. So we are currently in every base pizza. So I ate base pizzas. We're in all the Bombay pantries. We're in Impasto 48. We're in O.E. We're in Lots & Co. We're in Barnhill stores and we're delivering by drone in Galway, which is pretty cool. And uh, we're launching with a few more places over the next few weeks. So roughly 35 places at the moment. So if you go onto our website, you can see where we're based or you can just drop me a message if just let me know where you are and I can tell you the closest place to pick one of them. Brilliant. And then where are your shops then? So I have a shop in Black Rock, uh, which Lawrence, you've been to a few times. And I have another one on Clambrassel Street as well. It's like a little hatch kind of ice cream corner in based barbecue there fantastic okay so i wanted to try and find out if i can get a a question here uh Kayla. now for all i know this may not work okay, okay. but i have a good friend of mine called kathy and she okay. is probably one of the biggest fans of your ice cream i have ever had the pleasure in meeting right okay her and sarah as i said before are the reasons why i actually got to know of arctic stone so you can really thank them for us through talking tonight Daily, daily. she doesn't know i'm calling just to give you a heads okay. up. So it's uh, this is going to be a complete random call. I'm going to see if she doesn't pick up, then it's going to be uh, it's going to be unfortunate. Okay, here we go. All right, fingers crossed. This is Chris Tarrant. <laughs> Phone a friend. Yeah. Hi guys, Kathy here. Sorry, not able to take your call. Oh, oh no, devastating. She missed her chance. It's like those radio <laughs> shows, you know. I was like, oh, they should have picked up. 
<laughs> oh, that's a shame. That's a uh, shame. It's great. I should probably call me back tomorrow saying, what did you want? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> listen, Kaylan, I'm going to actually end on that note. I have to say that was really insightful. I really want to have you back on in the future, not to talk about business, but I actually would love to speak to you in relation to all things kind of health and wellness. So yeah, but look, I just want to wrap up the episode by saying thanks again for your time. I know you're a very busy man at the moment with everything going going ahead, but I think you set a very good example for a lot of people who may be feeling down about things right now. And I think for anyone that wants to set up their own business or even maintain it, or even just pursue something themselves with an end goal in sight, you'll be a very good person to get in touch with. Thanks again, Kaylon, and best of luck with everything going forward. And I'm sure um, there'll be plenty of people, hopefully, at your shops with the, the better weather coming over the summer months as well. 100%, Lawrence. Much appreciated, dude. And best of luck with the podcast. Really enjoyed the chat, all right? Chat to you soon. And that is episode two. For anyone that has the pleasure in knowing Kaylon, his company is as good as his ice cream, believe it or not. If you haven't been to Arctic Stone yet, do take the time to go out to one of his shops and hopefully speak to the man himself or indeed buy one of his products out of the stores that he mentioned. I would highly recommend his shop for anyone looking for a nice treat, especially during these times. And when you can speak to someone like Kalen or anyone that's extremely positive, especially during the times, it definitely provides that feeling of normality. Thanks again to Kalen for his time and I hope you guys can take away at least one message from today's episode. On next week's episode, I'm going to be speaking to a family member of mine in my Chats with Mates segment, where we discuss all things gym perception, especially in the female population. We address some myths and false information that has been provided in the past about exercise specific to women. We also have an open conversation on the negative mentality some people may have when working out in the gym. So if you guys have any questions at all, do get in touch. If you guys want to chat about the episode from today, do get in touch. And thanks again for tuning in, and I'll chat to you guys on next week's episode. Bye-bye.